Hi, this is Phil Klemmer, one of the writers of Chuck, and this is Chuck versus the podcast. Hi, my name is Graham Jones, but you can call me Gray. This is my show. It's about Chuck. It's filled with interviews, the latest news, crazy co-hosts, and spoilers that'll make your day. Oh, wait, wait, I need to go back. I host these TV nights. They used to be pretty boring, but everything changed when I found NBC's new show, Chuck. Pretty soon, my TV night got pretty crowded. Guys I didn't even know were showing up the door. Big important guys. Really scary, nasty, get killed for hosting them guys. Next thing I know, these super episodes are downloaded into my brain. Which means every moment of my life, I'm thinking about Chuck. ChuckTV.net sent their top people to protect me. That's Mel and Liz. They're pretty zany. They co-host with me now as a cover. So now I must welcome you to Chuck vs. the Podcast. The number one TV podcast for NBC's Chuck. This is Gray. This is Mel. This is Liz. And we want to welcome you to Chuck vs. the Podcast, episode 30 for Friday, October 23rd, 2009. And we're really, really excited because today's podcast is a special interactive Q&A episode featuring answers to fan questions from us and Chuck writer Phil Klemmer and editor Matt Barber. Uh, before we get to the questions, we have some news to cover. So Mel, why don't you lead us off? Well, we wanted to announce that the Checkout Chuck campaign has launched. Uh, last spring, Chuck fans came together, of course, successfully campaigning for a third season of Chuck. And now we're pulling together again to attract new viewers to Chuck, people who haven't had a chance to enjoy the show for whatever reason. So our goal is to put copies of the Season 1 DVD in as many libraries as possible, which provides the opportunity for new viewers to experience Chuck for free and then join us when Season 3 premieres. Um, the concept, which is from Bryn, a Chuck fan, is is just brilliant in its simplicity. Um, we get to support Chuck, recruit new viewers, and expand your library's media collection at the same time. So we're asking people to donate by December 1st and then send us information about the donation. And you could get, you'll get a chance to win Chuck on DVD and Blu-ray from the WB.com who are supporting this endeavor. Um, again, thanks to Bryn for, for the original concept and Chad for the graphics. And then Wendy and the ChuckTV.net team um, helped with development and implementation. So stop by ChuckTV.net for more information. There's a little button there um, on the sidebar that's got all the details. Yep, and you can always order it through Chuckazon uh, for on the ChuckPodcast.com website. And that helps give a little kickback to the podcast. Absolutely. That's right. Also, you want, you're going to want to mark your calendars. Chuck fans, the guests for next summer's T, T2 convention, are being announced. And Yvonne Strahovski and Adam Baldwin are on the ticket. T2 is a three-day convention for fans of Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, Chuck, and Firefly, featuring guest talks, photo and autograph sessions, competitions, parties, and lots more. T2 takes place... Um, in June 11th through 13th, 2010, at the Thistle Hotel in Heathrow, England. Now, that that was the conference with the famous Subway March, wasn't it? It was indeed. It was at the T2 conference that Zach led several hundred fans to an unsuspecting subway and served up sandwiches. Wow. So historic things happen at the T2 conference. That's so you're right. going to want to be there yeah. if you can. Man, what uh, just an excuse to go to England that'd be cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Zachary Levi will be directing an episode of Chuck this season, according to an interview he gave in support of his short film called The Chase. And rumor has it he'll be directing episode 309. Uh, they just started production on 308. Uh, so, if, And if you want to check out Zach's directorial debut, The Chase, you can go to NBC.com. It is quite funny and features a uh, prominent guest star. That's right. Cool. I, I don't want to spoil it, but I will say that it's someone that Liz and I gushed over when they guest starred in season two to the point that Gray had to chastise us a little bit to, sh- <laughs> to shut up and get back on topic. Well, I don't know if he did so, he do his own stunts in the chase because they were pretty impressive. I think so. I think so. I think it was, you know, it was a pretty low budget endeavor. So I think, and, and knowing these guys, I think they would have, they wanted to do their own stunts anyway. So. Yeah, it, it was really well done. And in other news, is Chuck coming back early? Uh, it sure looked that way after EW's Michael Asialo posted reports from an anonymous source that NBC was planning to bring Chuck back this fall, possibly as early as October. Um, since then, NBC's revamped Chuck site went live with a banner stating that Chuck would air Thursdays at 7, 8 Central, which sent the internet into a tizzy. Uh, of course, 7, 8 Central is impossible, so we knew part of it was an error. And then once that was brought to NBC's attention, it was taken down and... Uh, they formally declared, yes, that was an error. The, the date and the time, or the day and the time, were both wrong. So uh, now, if you go and look at NBC.com/slash-check, there won't be any banner there that, with a day or time. Excuse me. Um, NBC has no comment about whether the show will return early, however. So keep an eye on ChuckTV.net for news as that story develops. My feeling is uh, they they're still feeling like it, it it could definitely be imminent, but the later it gets, it does seem less and less likely. So uh, it's anybody's guess at this point. It's definitely not going to be October at this point, but you know now people are saying, well, maybe it'll be mid November, and I don't know. I mean, how much of that's just wishful thinking versus could actually happen? I don't know. So we'll wait and see. Yep. And uh, I did want to mention one housekeeping note. Um, This is rather embarrassing, but I just found out that since the server upgrade in late May, I've had my personal Chuck Podcast email, the mail at chuckpodcast.com, set up wrong. So it was only going to Mel and Liz, um, and it wasn't going to me. So if you sent me an email to that address and I didn't respond, please accept my apology. Um, I did not mean to. I now have downloaded all 250 emails that I missed, and I will be going through them. And so you might get a response four months late, but you will get a response if you didn't get one already from Mel or Liz. And um, also, it has come to my attention that my previous Twitter client was not showing all of my direct messages. So if you sent me a direct message and I didn't respond again, it's not because I'm just rude. Um, I didn't get them. So I am now on a new Twitter client, and I will be getting those messages. And so I'm alive on Twitter and email. I don't know, Gray. You know what they say about Canadians and rudeness. I don't think we can accept this as an excuse. Yeah, and you know the funny thing is I, I'm a pretty technical person, but some things I just – they just went over my head. Like this Twitter, I'm I'm gradually getting the hang of, of Twitter. It's fun, isn't it? It is fun. It, it's not as easy as it initially looks. No, that's true. And it's way too addictive. And I do want to say if you haven't had a chance to check out my blog, Shades of Gray – um, I had an amazing trip in Los Angeles, and you can read lots of great details about 
all the people from Chuck that I met. Just find the link on chuckpodcast.com down on the right, and it's a very, very entertaining read. So we are going to call Phil Clemmer now. Hello, is that Phil? Yeah. Hey, Phil, how you doing? It's Gray here. Hey, Gray. And I've got Mel and Liz with me. You got the whole gang. Oh, hey, guys. How's it going? Hi, Phil. What's going on? We want spoilers. No. Oh, I, I was just re- I was just reminding myself, like, what I couldn't say. Yeah. If you want to send us the list, we can help make sure. Well, I just, I can't even remember, like, when it is and what is aired and what season it is. It's getting to be that time. Oh, Getting yeah. a little confused. Yeah. Well, in, in general, don't feel any obligation to share anything about season three. Okay. Um, I mean, you, you can just share sort of emotive yeah. words. Okay. Yes. In other words, without actual fact. Right. <laughs> I'm good at being vague. Tried... It's one of my virtues. Okay. <laughs> we tried to winnow out a lot of the really spoilery questions. So. Okay. Great. Well, we appreciate you being with us, and uh, this is a, a little bit of a crazy night because we've got questions pouring in on Twitter as we go, and uh, we've got a few that have, been, that have been sent by email. So I guess we'll roll right in. Um, okay. And the first thing is that everybody's talking about how Chuck may be back early, and if it does come back early, that there's a good chance that there would be a back nine. Now, right. I don't imagine you have any solid info on that, but... How are you guys prepared if you need a back nine? Um, well, I mean, obviously, we're all sort of interested in just doing as many episodes as we can possibly do. And, you know, the idea of it being a back nine is perhaps like a little optimistic. You know, every sort of, you know, I mean, if we had gone on later this month, that would have been um, a possibility. But now that it's unlikely that it happens now that it seems like, you know, maybe it would be a, a handful or, you know, not a full back order. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we're sort of, we charted out these original 13 <laughs> carefully. And, uh, you know, the fact that we haven't gotten additional um, episodes is, you know, it's not great news, but it hasn't forced us to like stuff a bunch of filler into our sort of 13 schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the one, the silver lining is that, you know, it's going to be like, uh, you know, the, it's arced uh, out according to 13. And if we get additional ones, I, I don't think, you know, right now we're not going to just change like the stopping point. I think we'd have to sort of think of it as like a episode 3.5 mm-hmm. as opposed to a flabby, <laughs> you know, 13 episodes played out over 17 or 16 or whatever. Um, and, you know, I, I think this is the the story that we can see for episode three, you know. This is how it was meant to play out. And we're breaking episode 12 and talking about 13 in the room right now. And and uh, I'm glad those are, are going to go according to plan. And, you know, anything else they throw at us is going to, we're going to have to think of as, you know, like a little mini series or something like that, mm-hmm. which would be fun as well. Yeah. So how uh, that was? How was that for a rambling non-answer? <laughs> that, was great. No, that was good. That was an answer. That's gonna, yeah. And you know there have been some, I, there have been some great miniseries. Like I think about the Battlestar Galactica first. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure you guys do a great job. Yeah. That's actually well, what a lot of the fans were hoping for. Was that it yeah. would be treated as, as a mini 
series. So, well, I I think that would make our job easier because I mean I think we do our best work when we we take you know a couple weeks or a month to plan out our season and we stick to that plan. You know the the the, the sort of times you get into trouble are when you just have to like look at a blank board and you're like, all right, we're just killing time. <laughs> we have no mythology to deliver on. You know, I think our best episodes are where we have these sort of footholds with, with you know the sort of season long story. And, uh, you know, I mean, doing like a, a mini season would be like a piece of cake. I mean, the longer it is, the more difficult it is to sort of pace yourself effectively and pay, pay everything out, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I think these, these 13, um, we all wish we were working longer, but I feel it's really tight, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I think it's better than either of our previous seasons. Yeah. So. Well, I have seen a bit, and I would have to agree with you. Yeah. We just got one over Twitter uh-huh. about uh, a very general question, which I think is good, um, about Yvonne. Right. Um, she plays mostly dramatic scenes so far, and she really excels at those. But are we going to get to see her do more comedy this season? And that's from Chuck Nutt. Huh. Get to see her do more comedy. I'm trying to think what we have in the pipeline i mean it's just it's it's i mean you don't want to like pigeonhole her for her talents but like i mean she's like one of the most sort of evocative just faces i mean i mean i'm not saying that i mean you could basically i mean she can sell like more with a look than almost uh you know any actor that ever seen um (laughs) but yeah we want to we want to keep things light for her i don't know i hope we're giving her funny stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. I have another question that came in from okay. Sarah Browning, Browning from Virginia. She says, "Considering Yvonne's strong dance background, will we get to see more of her dance, dancing skills, like we saw oh. in the pilot? And also, could Chuck use skills from the Intersect 2.0 to become as capable a dance partner as Bryce was?" Oh my gosh! Um, wow. Well, you are um, actually speaking to um an episode that that uh, that I that I wrote this season and uh I'll give vague positives on both those questions interesting um but yeah it's it's i mean it is incredible like given like the the rigors of having to to shoot an episode in in 7 days that like we can give our actors like a half day of choreography lessons and that they can turn in, like, the episode 303, which hopefully everybody will watch. I mean, I could spend, like, months trying to do it. And these guys spend, like, four hours with a choreographer and deliver something that's just, like, it really looks like they've been doing it all their lives. So, yes, lots of dancing. Awesome. Um, I've been trying to get break dancing in the show, but to no, no success. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jeffster needs to break dance. <laughs> Absolutely. Jeff's- yeah. Well, let, let me let me ask a question from Wim Van de Grint. And his question starts with will the relation between Anna and Morgan continue? Oh jeez. Um Wow. Um I don't know how to answer that one. Uh, you're welcome I, I, to say I, no comment if you need to. Well, I mean it would you be such a philosophical answer, you know. I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, 
I, I'm, I'm not going to comment on that one. You'll have to wait and see. Okay. Well, let's let's get more emotive then. <laughs> okay. And uh, what would you say is the biggest difference between last season and this season? Um. Well, I mean, just from a you know, just obviously the fact that Chuck has skill uh, abilities has put him into like this. The oh, there's my alarm telling me it's time to do a podcast. Sorry. <laughs> um, and, you know. <laughs> Now that he can do things, he's sort of thrown into the fore of these spy missions. You know, there's no more sort of waiting uh, in the van, as it were. You know, he's sort of the point man, and we're getting to see him do things, and it's it's no longer about Chuck, like, bumbling his way to success. We actually see him succeeding as a spy. And, um, you know, this is season is, is about him sort of embracing his... Uh, you know, I mean, so much of the previous two episodes, or two seasons, were about a guy sort of in, in the midst of a quarter-life crisis and trying to find his sort of place in the world. And I think season three is him becoming comfortable and, and finding that you know his calling was completely unexpected and it was you know put into his lap by by Bryce and in in the pilot. But he, you know, it's just about him finding that this is kind of what he was born to do. And it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's less, uh, it's a less angsty kind of Chuck. I mean, he's got his problems, but, uh, they're no longer, uh, wondering what he was meant to do with his life. Very cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, let me, ju- let me jump to Aardvark's question B. Um, uh-huh. that's, uh, Mel, do you want to take that one? Sure. She said that I've noticed that Allie attends episode filming when she's accredited writer of the episode. Uh-huh. Is that a common practice for all check writers? Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Oh, is there a follow-up? There is, but you can go ahead and answer that part. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I can barely keep one question in my head. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, definitely in the beginning that was sort of uh, compulsory just when you're trying to find the tone of the show and you're working with directors who haven't directed necessarily and you know as the series has gone on a lot of these people are coming back for the third and fourth episodes and you know there's more people understand the chuck language and clearly the actors understand their characters and you know nobody's there every second of shooting and you know my hat is off to all the people of the cast and crew who have to be there for every hour of shooting which you know We've got a day less to do do an episode this season and two days less than the first season. And I don't think, you know, they're any less action-packed. So, I mean, everybody's really working their butts off. Um, and, you know, our, 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 as writers, we now sort of go there as, as time affords. But, you know, we got to keep these stories moving through the room right. because now we have less time um to do it you know mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's only seven days of of prep so it, it moves rather quickly and sort of the possibility of us getting additional episodes has made us just it's kept us honest by just being ahead you know forcing ourselves to stay ahead if we knew it was just 13 we would have totally blown through the lead we have on production and i think we would have spent a lot more time on set but we sort of had to be prepared for any sort of surprise and you know, as the season goes on, you just gradually give up the lead you have on, on production so that, you know, if you time things correctly, by the time you get to your last episode, 
you know, the ink's still drying by the time you deliver it. And, uh, you know, if that happens before your last episode, the, you know, the end of the season can be a bit of a, a disaster. But fortunately, that hasn't happened to us. Mm. And that, that actually leads into another question that a lot of the fans have. It's been done a lot, um, but how would you say the budget mm-hmm. is affecting the, the writing of, of the episodes? I don't know. I mean, it's a bit of a, it's sort of like the uh, the Hanukkah miracle and, you know, whatever, the, the miracle of the lamp oil lasting. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't I don't know how it's happening, but somehow the episodes like look cooler and more expensive, but they're done in less time for less money. And I'm and that's not like me encouraging uh, people to further slash budgets, mm-hmm. but I think that's more a reflection of the sort of the heroic efforts that have gone into keeping Chuck afloat and just people learning how to do the show. And I mean, as writers, it's just. Um, you know, we turn in shorter drafts and we leave less material on the cutting room floor, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far, it, it hasn't suffered. But, yeah, boy, let's keep it at seven day, I, I think a six-day episode. Everybody Oof. might have to jump off a cliff. <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> well, and, and, and I guess a good place to go now is uh, Jordan J. just Twittered a question, uh-huh. which is, uh, what are some things you'd love to do with Chuck and the rest of the cast that you haven't written yet? Just hypothetical. Say season four is happening. Um, uh, what are some cool places you'd like to go? Well, literal places I'd like to go. I would, I would like... Uh... I would like to see us doing like a overseas stuff, and I would like to, you know, I mean, I would never want to lose the buy more, but doing like a, a bit of like an exotic sort of a little kind of mini uh, mini arc somewhere else, I think would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh... um, oh yeah, oh well, there's one I really wanted to do. Um, I really wanted to do like a sort of Freaky Friday episode in which Morgan had opened um, <clears throat> the uh, Bryce's email. And oh! Sort of told the sh- told the show from that perspective. If Chuck, you know, were in the dark and Morgan were the spy, and and I, I doubt there would be romance between Morgan and Sarah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see an episode of of like what would have been in you know, alternate universe Chuck. That that would be cool that if, would be if, awesome. if if Chuck yeah. was having second thoughts and then yeah. he would wake up at the end of it and said say what was I thinking? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, Lou wants to know how many episodes you'll be writing this year and which ones you've written so far. Okay. Um I will be writing it looks like uh two full episodes and a part of a third, which are Episodes 303, 307, and 312. Um, mm-hmm. And two of those are in the can. And, uh, yeah, I've seen a cut on one of them, and I, I love it. It's, you know, one of the best episodes I've ever worked on, and I'm totally proud of it. And, uh, yeah, we're breaking the last one in the room right now. So wow. it's a little weird. Now, <laughs> now that, that leads a little bit, and we're bouncing around a little bit, but what happen, uh-huh. what happens when everything wraps up? If you if you haven't yet had an order for the for the back nine or back five or back four or whatever, it like are are the cast going on to other things and can you get them back if if you get that order? Um, 
I don't know how that works. I'm sorry, I'm not much of a mind for business. But I know it's not a it's not a great thing. I mean, it obviously it costs money to shut sh- you know shut down a production and then start it back up because you're sort of paying for those sets and holding people and cast and crew and you know we, we want to be able to hold on to as many of the sort of originally original team as we can so you know the sooner we know what's going to happen the the better we can like allow people to sort of you know plan their seasons around this mm-hmm uh, we, I mean, we're so lucky with the strike um, that we're able to keep so many f- people from season one. Oh, yeah. Having, yeah. Cool. So, um, yeah. Well, I think uh, we'll probably have to start wrapping up, but Mel or Liz, do you have any other questions that uh, you want to ask before we go? Um, well, I did have a question. The title of episode 307 is Check versus the Mask. Is Jim yeah. Carrey going to guest star in that episode? <laughs> no, no, just, just. I mean, we had Jim, uh, Jim Carrey's girlfriend last season. I, I'm, that's that's yeah, as close yeah. as we're gonna get. Okay. Um, that's as close as we're gonna get to the big guy. All right. <laughs> I thought you were going for the bookends there, but. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much for joining us, and we won't sure. take any of your any more of your time. No, thank you guys, and thanks for the podcast, so? and uh, and thank you guys for being so patient enduring our. Uh, interminable time off the air thank yeah. god for the internet well maybe maybe it won't be so long yeah yeah cool fingers cool. crossed yeah. yep okay so we'll talk soon all right sounds good guys okay thanks bye-bye. Okay. all right bye-bye bye-bye wow what a great guy <laughs> Yeah, he's a lot of fun. He's he's uh, you know, I bet I bet he'd be fun at a um I don't know, a softball party or something. Yeah, a he's softball party Liz, what is that? <laughs> yeah, he's he's a great guy. He um he drove me in a little electric golf cart to the uh, Warner Brothers uh, cafeteria and we had lunch at the cafeteria. Um and he he's just like he he's a nice guy that could be your neighbor um very very friendly well that leads into a question from chuckster 54 uh what's the food like at the warner brothers cafeteria and i think all three of us have now eaten there so we could answer that well i didn't no i think it's quite good it's oh that's right liz was having uh issues with her stomach and wouldn't eat Mm -hmm. yes i was sick yeah Yeah. well um yeah I, I only had the Mexican because I just I liked it so much that I just kept on going back there. But they have a whole bunch of different <laughs> stations where you can stations. order different types of food. I had Italian. It was good. I couldn't eat all of it. It was too much. And the, the prices weren't too bad. No, they're really not. Better than cafeteria food and, and cheap. So. Yeah, and lots of people eat there. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Lots uh, of people. You, if except except when Mel and Liz are there. that's true well and it's it's neat walking past um george clooney's car and uh clint eastwood's car to get to the cafeteria Mm -hmm. it's uh it's a neat place to be it is it's one of those places that if it if you look at someone and think is that it probably is yeah yeah (laughs) yeah cool well now it's about time to call editor matt barber
Hello. Hello, is that Matt? This is Matt. Hey, Matt. It's Gray here, and I've got Mel and Liz with me. Hi, Matt. Hey, Mel and Liz. Hi, Matt. Hello. <laughs> how are you How's doing? Everyone? How, how are you? For I asked first. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing great. We're having a crazy time here. We got questions coming in by email and Twitter and um, all over the place. Great. Well, let's, uh, I'm doing. I'm doing well, and let's see what we can uh, what we can do. Cool. So, uh, so what episode are you cutting right now? Uh, I'm cutting three oh seven. Three oh seven. Wow. Yep. Which is also known as. Uh, you know what? Let me. I'm getting all these names mixed up. I don't want to quote the wrong name. I believe it's Chuck versus the Mask. Yes. Yeah. We were just talking with Phil, and he told us all about it. So feel free to just be free and easy with your. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Did he now? Okay. Well, how many people if die in this could... episode? Oh no. Uh oh. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were we were telling Phil, uh, don't be afraid to speak in very general terms about season three. Um, you don't have to spoil anything, but uh, uh, use emotive words, very general words. Okay. Cool. So uh, so I guess uh, Liz can start us off. Yeah. Uh, Lou wants to know what part of the job is the most difficult and what part do you like the most? Well, um, I'd say the most difficult part is the, is the first assembly of an, of an action sequence. Only because usually there's so much footage to go through. In fact, you know, it's funny you ask because I'm going through a big action sequence right now, and there's just so much to go through. It's like how do you, you know, put all these pieces together and tell a fun story and keep it moving. You know, so the first part, the first pass is always difficult and always laborious. And you know, I, I, I go and I go to the kitchen and grab as many cookies like you know every five minutes, and I come back <laughs> and go, okay, we'll do a couple more. But then the, the the fun part is once that first pass is done, and then you get to go back and you know uh, get to polish it up and add some music and and really carve out the moment. So, you know that's the that's a really fun part. Mm-hmm. That leads into Aardvark's got a couple of questions. Um, if you had to guess, how much of your own creative decision making ends up in the network ready cut? You know, you're, you were talking about having to kind of fight your way through that first pass and when you're making those decisions how much of that do you think ends up in the in the final cut you know it's it's hard to quantify necessarily i mean a, a lot of what i mean a lot of what i you know a lot of the cuts i make if you were to go cut by cut you know stays mm-hmm. in but um but what usually goes through with each pass is just different different moments um will be built up like you know sometimes i'll be working so fast i'll you know I'll forget to carve out this one little moment between like Chuck and Sarah. We want, we want we want a little bit more, you know, you know, choose mm-hmm. between the between them, and so we'll 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 amp it up. But you know, I, I don't know if I could if I could quantify it, but yeah. but because we also we work so fast, you know, a, you know, a lot of what we do, and, and that's part of the reason why why they, they hired me, you know, was to mm-hmm. you know you know so they wouldn't have to go and redo a lot of it. Um, so I have a good sense of what what they like and what works mm-hmm. well, and. Uh, we put it in there, and then we sort of pick and choose. Because generally, when we when we do cut, it's you know our first episode is usually you know a few minutes too long, so we have to figure out what you know what to lose, and that's the difficult part. Mm-hmm. Right. Long, first... long answer, sorry. No, that's good. Um, when you begin that first assembly, do you have um, the notes, like director's notes, in front of you that first time around? How does that work? Do you do you meet with them? Do you attend filming, or is it like you said, you're just kind of in sync with them now, so you can you can do it without that. Well, we have we have a lot of different directors, 
So every director is different. Some directors give a lot more more notes. We actually have a person on set um, called the script coordinator, uh, or the um, I'm getting my my terms mixed up. Anyway, we call our yeah, script team. That's what we call them. So, uh, and they you know they make all the notes on set about like which angles we use and if there's any specific thoughts the director has. But but generally most of the directors will just um, will just go ahead and shoot and 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 then give me you know full reign to to sort of you know kind of put together how I think it works, and then they come in and go, well, I was thinking this, and I was thinking this, let's, put, let's change it in, in this in this fashion. So um, every director is different, and every director has, you know, some directors spend less time in the editing room, some directors spend, you know, a lot more different. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, a question just came in on Twitter. Uh, we talked a little bit about this in the interview, which actually hasn't yet aired. It'll air in, in a few weeks. But Sherry asks, uh, now that you've directed, written, and acted – um, in your short film, Weathered, will you be doing any more of this in the future? I I, I would hope so. I, I definitely love telling stories, and I have a bunch of my own stories that I want to keep telling. You know, but um, it is a it is a difficult road to to find money and and get all these people on board, as you probably realize. So, um, in the meantime, I will keep cutting the show that I love, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, we'll be on the air for many years. Cool. And uh, we have a question from actually Los Angeles. Uh, somebody named Ali Adler. Uh, who? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Ali asks, who has prettier hair, uh, Phil Klemmer or Yvonne? Hmm, that's a tough one. Well, considering my uh, you know you know who I am and uh, my proclivities, I'd say I'd say Yvonne. Hmm. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> yes. And, and, well, and, yeah. Go ahead, Mel. No, I was, I was just gonna say, you know, speaking of Twitter, we had a lot of people that just wanted to say thank you for twittering and, uh, and uh, giving us peek behind the scenes as you're working. We're, we find it very interesting. The fans find it interesting to see how the show comes together. So we wanted to thank you for that. Oh, thank you. It's, uh, it's, it's been fun. And then also Kim K wants to know who takes better pictures, you or Allie? Uh, as far as like at being a photographer or who has, who's more photogenic? <laughs> well, let's <laughs> interpret that either way, whichever way you prefer. We, we, we each bring our own little, you know, special special to the, uh, to the twit pics. Uh-huh. I, I can't, I can't, I, I, I won't judge being that she's, uh, <laughs> I have to work with her. Yeah. Cool. I love that you'll take like a picture of like a little corner of the screen and nobody outside of an editor has a clue what it is. But well, it's most, still very interesting. Really know what it is. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay, last question about Twitter. If you were going to have a feud on Twitter, who would it be with and why? Hmm, that's a good, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one. Yeah. Hmm. Choose wisely. Well, I... Yeah, I don't know. That's that is that is uh, that is close. There's one guy on there, old Darth. <laughs> <laughs> but the name, That's... the name itself, implies an evil arch nemesis. <laughs> he's our sometime co-host. <laughs> yeah. He's on. Yeah. Well, he, I, he's I on challenge his... him to a duel. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, well, actually, um, old Darth just uh, posted on Twitter, and he said, 
I don't have a question for Matt, but can you please just tell him thanks for all the great work? That's not how a nemesis is supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, now, I, now I have to like the guy. <laughs> yeah. Ben, uh, actually, a few a ben, few people posted in just to say uh, thanks for for doing a great job. Well, I have a good time, I, and, and we do it for you. So I hope everyone loves the show and keeps watching. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Sarah Browning asks: uh, In retrospect, have you ever felt guilty about cutting a certain scene? Hmm. That's 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 a very loaded question, and I, I don't think I, no, I haven't to be honest because. Because mostly, um, in the end, my you know I, I'm sort of a, an ambassador for the for the cut. You know, while while I can, you know, I, I don't have final say. You know, definitely each each step along the way, the director and ultimately the producers, you know, have you know have, have seniority in, in that in that respect. So um, I do not feel I do not feel guilty ultimately when it's not you know when when if the cut is made that I disagree with, then I you know it's it's sort of not my not my say. It's like you know I'm. I'm just the editor and I'm advocating, but you know, ultimately it's up to someone else. So I would say no. I love, although there was there was a time when I worked on this movie Frankenfish, which I'm not, not really. <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. Yeah. And uh, Jessica Sisk asks um, Matt, what kind of scenes do you like cutting the most? Do you like fights? Do you like comedy? Do you like sensitive moments? Oh man, that's. That's tough. I, I I really do love them all, but you know I I I really love a good action scene when all the pieces come together. You know, even though even though they're one of the the more laborious scenes that you know that you have to do just because there's so many pieces. Um, I love when it all comes together, and you know, especially the one thing I love about our show is is blending the action and the comedy. So there's nothing better than you know having a, a good tense moment where you think Chuck may die, and then. He does something really wacky and just causes you to laugh. I love it. Cool. Well, I think that's just about all all we have here. Um, oh, actually, let me let me just scroll down to Twitter a little bit. Uh, is there anything different about editing uh, from just from an editing perspective, doing two D versus three D? Um, the way the way we did there was there wasn't any difference. I mean, I, I did take into consideration. Uh, you know, a few of our marquee moments um, and having to linger on those shots nor longer than I normally would. Um, but for the most part, we wanted to make sure that the, because most of the people saw it in 2D and will continue to see it in 2D, we wanted to make sure that it played well in uh, in 2D. So um, we didn't, you know, we didn't, we didn't deviate too much. I mean, and, and to be honest, to be frank, it's all storytelling. So if the story works and we're not doing anything gratuitously, you know, you know, we had fun with a few moments that we, you know, you could call gratuitous, you know, like a knife being thrown at the screen and, you know, subway sandwiches being gorged on. But um, <laughs> but for the most part, we wanted to tell a good story and, and you know, have people engaged. And if you're doing that, you know, it's, a story is a story, you know. Cool. Well, as, assuming uh, Chuck may be on sometime in the next few weeks it may be on in march um but if it is on soon what what kind of uh, advice would you have to the fans for how to get people to watch and and what we should be selling it with regard to the third season well i think i think you know a lot of a lot of what you guys are doing is, is great already you know just keeping alive on twitter and facebook and and talking to your friends you know i mean that's you know that's that's a great way to tap into the uh, to the social networks um, but 
you know, we also have to hope that and, and pray, and we know that NBC will have to do their part as well to get it out to the, uh, to the general audience. But uh, what you guys are doing is great with the podcast and everything, so keep it up. Wonderful. Well, that's all I've got, Mel or Liz. Do you have anything else? No. Uh, I think we better let him get it back to work. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, Hurry I up. Fight or go get some cookies, guys. one or the other. <laughs> yeah. yeah someone, someone's about to die here. I need to save them. Oh, oh no. no. Throw him a rope. Throw him a rope. Yeah. Cool. Well, we uh, we love what you do, and thanks so much for being with us, and hope we can talk with you soon. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Bye-bye. Bye. So, uh, uh, Lou's got his work cut out for him here. He's challenged to a, a feud. <laughs> and, uh, I want to see the lightsabers come out. Uh huh. That should be interesting. Actually, uh, we'll have uh, to see how that plays out. There is a Star Wars connection in the editing suites. Is there? Yeah. Well, actually, it's not in Matt Barber's suite, but um, in uh, the next door. I'm trying to remember where where they all are. Um, I I had a photo on my blog of. Scott. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, Scott Pellet, and uh, he has a Star Wars. Um, what do you call it? Bed sheet on on the couch uh-huh. in his uh, <laughs> editing room. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite cool. Uh huh. Just to really really solidify the geek cred there. Yeah. Well, you got to think yeah. geek to edit geek, I guess. Well, that's you know true. that makes sense. That's I think true. It's on a bumper sticker somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or should be. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So I guess uh, we can open the floor for general questions and questions about my trip to LA. I guess we can lump them all together. Um, yeah. And uh, roll right into a pile of questions. And and sorry if we didn't get to yours. We're juggling uh, email and the Chuck Podcast site and ChuckTV.net and Twitter. And, uh, and so we won't necessarily get to all of them, but we'll get to as many as we can. Let's start off with Jason from Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he wants to know this season will we get to learn more about Chuck's mom, and if so, who will play her, or who would you pick to play Chuck's mom? Um, I haven't heard a peep about Chuck's mom being part of season three. So, and at this point, um, as uh, Phil said, they're breaking the last two episodes right now. So, I don't think uh, you know we haven't heard a word about her. So, I, I don't think it's going to be this season. Well, if we if we think about the last couple of seasons, that type of thing was broken kind of towards the finale. Uh, well, for in mm-hmm. the first season can't really qualify because they got interrupted with the writer strike. But second right. season, it was kind of near the end that they dropped those bombs. So I would say if it's going to happen, it's probably going to be either the penultimate or the ultimate episode. Yeah, or it might be something they're saving for the the miniseries should they get that back nine. Yeah. Oh. It seems like they've got plenty to work with for season three with, you know, just dealing with Intersect 2.0 and the ring. Yeah. And and so. just a general impression that, that I am getting is, um, and and I have seen parts of season three, and, and I would agree that um, you, you don't see on screen uh, any less money. But where, the, where you, the money comes in is that you don't see every character in every episode. 
And it's actually a pretty good thing because what happens is you focus more on individual people and they're focusing in on a smaller cast, even though they they do have a bunch of guest guest casts, uh, guest cast members this year. Um, But I, I get the impression that season three is all about really going deeper with our existing cast. Good. Hmm. That's cool. Cool. Well, Mary Scavarda would like to know, she says, nothing at all has been leaked or hinted at regarding how Subway's presence will be integrated into Chuck's, into Chuck in season three. How about a little of information, please? Has that been decided how Subway's going to be Subway. integrated? Hmm. Um, you know, it, it was actually one thing that I was surprised about when I was there, which was um, that I didn't see anything about it. And they were already working several episodes in. Um, yeah. So I don't know if anything changed behind the scenes. Um, now, I didn't see any of the Buy More stuff. So that it, it that definitely was where the Subway stuff was centered. But uh, I, I don't know, maybe later in the season. I think we had another person who delved a little bit further into that. Uh, Chuck did, uh, wondering if Subway would be Sarah's new employer. And uh, that's that's a negative, correct? Yeah, it, I, I think it's safe to say um, that uh, er- everything so far is, is still orange. Okay. Hmm. That's what we saw, too, but we didn't know how long that was going to last. So. Yeah. Um, and uh, Lou asks, will Chuck and Sarah be maintaining their cover relationship for season three? And um, is, <laughs> I, I'm trying not to be specific, but um, there is a surprising amount of elements that get back to where they were in season two. Things that that were disrupted at the end of season two um, are somehow back together by the first or second episode of of season three. So. Um, there there are a few bumps, but, but I think you'll be seeing a pretty logical extension of, of what you saw through season two. Hmm. And if I can't get any more Man, specific than that. I can't wait till that. this episode airs because I still mm-hmm. want to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Come on, season three. I yeah. know. <laughs> well, Dylan Anderson from Minneapolis, Minnesota says, Hey, guys, it's been a while since geometry, but I was just wondering if there's um, a love trapezoid that involves Morgan, Karina, Chuck, Sarah, and Casey. Wouldn't that be a love pentagon? Hmm? <laughs> Instead of a trapezoid. That would be a pentagon. Um, we we will see some geometric shapes, um, but they don't actually involve those combinations of ca- that combination of characters. Um, oh, you're good. You're good, Gray. You're doing good. I'm impressed. <laughs> Did you, yeah. did you write these down ahead of time? Nope. Nope. No. Okay. So, uh, and we have uh, a couple, a couple from Wim Van de Grint again. Um, uh, I already, I already talked a little bit about the budget. He, he was asking about whether we were, we were going to notice a smaller budget, and you absolutely do not. Um, they have big stuff happening, big stunts, um, some really cool stuff actually, um, and uh, so you don't notice it in in that sense. Um, and he also asks, since he lives in the Netherlands, uh, great to hear from somebody from the Netherlands, uh, to ensure that Chuck gets a pickup for a new full season. Um, and I think the best thing to do is is buy, um, buy stuff. And I've just heard 
that the Blu-ray... Now, I don't want to be quoted on this. Please try to verify this from another source, but I've heard that the Blu-ray of Season 1 is actually um, not hard-coded to a certain region. Um, That's true. Yeah, so uh, so even if you're in, not in Region 1, you can order the Blu-ray of, of Chuck and watch Season 1, if, even if it hasn't played in your country yet. And and that's definitely a way of supporting uh, Chuck, and that will help. And speaking of um, see, um, Chuck on Blu-ray, Chuck uh, Season 2 is out on DVD uh, for Region 2 already. It came out, really? in, the United, yeah, it came out in the United Kingdom um, last, I think, I think it was last week, um, middle of October, I believe. So they already have it. Wow. And, mm -hmm. and they've been sharing some of, um, there's a really awesome blooper reel on there, some deleted scenes that are pretty incredible. The, let's see what else did they report. Oh, it comes with uh, 3D glasses so you, for when you watch the 3D episode. That was a question that a lot of people had. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, if you have a region-free player, you can uh, go ahead and order it from amazon.co.uk. And uh, we've got a link at checktv.net that you can go in and grab that. So wow. it is region two. Just a reminder, it's region two. So you have to have a player for region two or a region-free uh, DVD player to play yeah. it. And if you're not sure, it probably is not region-free. That's true. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we'll uh, maybe somebody want to ask me Chucksters. Oh, okay. I, I will. Crap, if I can. Deleted. Okay, Chuckster54 wants to know, Gray, how is it looking for doing a formal or was it a more permanent official podcaster for Chuck? It is looking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it uh, you, you know make what? that up for us <laughs> <laughs> well i i i still as as we record this so it's uh we're recording on tuesday october 20th and as of now i i still don't have a response back yet uh from warner brothers or from chuck's parent company wonderland i have pitches into both of them to uh to ask them to hire me as a full-time podcaster not just for chuck but for several other shows and uh, the last I've heard is that Warner Brothers was considering it. Um, and so who knows? Um, I, I am pursuing other other avenues. Um, it looks like if if this this doesn't pan out, then I probably will be heading to L.A. permanently sometime in the summer. Um, so uh, if you have any suggestions for me on how I could uh, better proceed with this, I. I I mean, I, I'm open to pitching to the other studios and networks. It's just I, I really have a, an obvious loyalty to to Warner Brothers uh, and to Wonderland. Uh, I did pitch to NBC, and they didn't go for it. But I, I have a loyalty here, so I was trying to stick within this kind of umbrella of uh, companies. But thanks for that question. Yeah, that makes sense. And, of course, we're crossing our fingers that we that, that comes through. But, you know, it'll work out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so I guess uh, I'll roll with Chuck Nuts. Um, so we've already covered the subway. Uh, will we see the bracelet again? And and we did. That was answered actually by somebody else, and I don't remember the name, but uh, uh, it, it was apparently seen again in the ring, uh, mm -hmm. if you look closely. Um, yep. 
So so she does have that on. I, we're not really addressing it in an emotional way, um, but she is wearing it occasionally. So that's that's good news, I guess. It's still around. Yeah. Let's see. Jumping ahead. Uh, will Omaha be revisited? I have no idea. More Sarah and Ellie bonding scenes. Uh, not that I saw, but I only saw the first few episodes-ish. Um, and will there be more backstories or reveals for Casey and Sarah? And I think um, Phil addressed that as as vaguely as possible. That you might want to watch for for some of that um, further character development this season. And again, as Gray as you said, because of the budget cuts, they're focusing on uh, characters more specifically. So, um, and of course, we know that uh, Karina is back for season three, mm-hmm. which would make me think that we're going to get a little more insight into someone's backstory. It's just a question of whose. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the answer to that is going to be yes. We will get more uh, backstories and reveals for Casey and Sarah. Right. Cool. Okay, so uh, and uh, as for Roan or Ryan, have no idea. Um, and uh, I'm just going to roll through some of these Twitter questions. Um, if, when I was in L.A., I did not eat at Porto's Cuban Deli. Um, sorry, Jessica. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to put that on the list for my next trip. Um, what's the feeling on the set about the March return? Do they think it's positive or negative for the show? Um, almost exclusively, at, as a matter of fact, I would say exclusively, everybody was hoping for a March return. Um, and the reason is because everybody really, really wants the Olympics and the promotional power of the Olympics to be behind the return of Chuck. Now, they're they're open to whatever comes, and, and definitely if it comes early and that means they can do more episodes, they're they're interested in that, obviously. But they're, they're, their biggest concern is that they're the most possible eyes on the screen when it comes back. So um, I, I think definitely what we can learn from that is if it does come back early, we we got to do everything we can to get get people watching that's right uh wendy farrington asks who's the one person you didn't get to meet with that you would have liked to uh i I could say a few actually um i i didn't get to meet josh schwartz and i really would love to have met uh josh schwartz i didn't meet uh yvonne or adam baldwin Uh, they weren't shooting the day that i was there and actually, I didn't end up meeting uh, most of the Bymore gang. I, I went to see Scott Krinsky uh, performing live uh, at his uh, at a stand-up club, but uh, I didn't actually go to the Bymore set, and so I didn't see most of the the Bymore crew. Um, so definitely, there's lots to do on my next visit. Yeah, you got to save something for round two, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I would have to say that that the people that I did meet were incredible. Um, they absolutely opened the door wide and were incredibly helpful. And, he, and even the people behind the scenes, people we don't don't talk about a lot, but Jamie French, the publicist for NBC, was incredibly helpful. He and and Laura Bass from from Warner Brothers just I mean waited the whole day that I was there on set and and um, helped arrange interviews that weren't supposed to happen. Like I think I think I'm allowed to say now that I I did a video interview with. Uh, Steve Austin, uh, mm-hmm. formerly known as as the character Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, and uh, 
did an interview with uh, Kristen Kruk and wasn't sure that was going to happen. Uh, I wasn't even supposed to interview Joshua Gomez, and and they made that happen. And uh, so, I mean, just a just amazing stuff. Um, I didn't end up getting with uh, Tej, uh, Zach's agent. I, I met her on set, and uh, it was going to happen. Then we had something, some scheduling stuff fall through. But uh, but she was just a total sweetie. Uh, really, really nice. Uh, emailed back and forth, and and she's being incredibly helpful. So I have nothing but great things to say about every single person I met on on the trip. It's a pretty terrific group that's putting the show together. Um, I and I think that's one of the reasons that people get the warm fuzzies when they watch Chuck, is because you know everybody that's involved with the show is just so nice and and uh, excited about their work and believe in the show and like each other and I, you know they're just it's a great group mm-hmm. yeah i i agree and and it's it's not just in front of the camera and not just at comic-con and and conferences mm-hmm. and things like that behind the scenes at the end of the day after a hard day of work they're exactly the same mm-hmm. um they're they're just great great people yeah and uh actually that leads into probably I guess what'll be the last question. Uh Lou asks if I'm going back to LA anytime soon. Uh well your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> if, <laughs> if I get a, a job offer, I could be there as early as January first. Um and if I don't get an immediate job offer, it will probably be sometime in the summer. Very so good. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned and where and... in the world is Graham Jones? Yeah. <laughs> And you will, uh, you will hear about it very quickly on Chuck TV and on my blog. That's right. And that's about all the questions we have. We're going to start to wrap it up here. Um, I want to remind everybody, now that I can actually get my email, please send in emails if you want to be on the notification list for new episodes and new things going on. And it seems like there's a lot more going on these days. And there will be because we have tons and tons of stuff coming up in the next few weeks. I want to remind you, please, and, and oh, and thank you for all of your votes. We had something like 180-something votes on Podcast Alley. That was the, the highest we ever had, and we actually got up to number six overall out of 69,000 podcasts worldwide. And th- this is number six in all categories, including political and comedy wow. and all of that. That was really, really, really <sighs> greatly appreciated. Um, and it we're, d- we're still at number nine for October yeah. as of today. And and the thing that that does, if you notice, when you go to Podcast Alley, any page in the entire site, the top 10, is shown on the right. And so it, it gives Chuck more visibility. And so it is very, very good to, to have that, that high rating. And it also does help things like my pitch to Warner Brothers and all those other kind of things. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And please do continue to vote, especially once November 1st rolls around. If you can set a reminder on your computer to vote. It's greatly appreciated. And also a reminder about uh, Christmas shopping. If you're starting to do Christmas and Hanukkah shopping, um, you can go to Chuckazon through chuckpodcast.com and order some Chuck-themed Christmas presents like the Chuck comic book. Or if you want to buy for uh, people that you are introducing to Chuck, great place to get the DVD. And uh, also donations and merchandise for the podcast and for chucktv.net are always greatly appreciated for you to buy those. 
And we want to remind you about Check Out Check. Um, donate a copy of the Season 1 DVD to your local library. And then stop by checktv.net and let us know that you did it. And we will enter you to win a copy of Check Season 1 on DVD and Blu-ray, courtesy of the WB.com. And help just get the word out and, and make um, Check available to new viewers. And as always, if you have questions or comments to share, you can email us at mail at chuckpodcast.com. We appreciate all the emails that come in, and we do want to get to all your questions, so bring them on, and uh, we'll, we'll attack them. We want to thank, uh, once again, uh, Phil Clemmer and Matt Barber for spending some time with us. And also, uh, lastly, but not leastly, do want to mention, uh, please support our sponsors. We want to thank Movie Morons Podcast for sponsoring our show, and also SyrianJunkies.de, um, the German excellent TV website. Uh, so please go to chuckpodcast.com, look on the right-hand side, and you can see links to both of those uh, great sponsors, and you can click on those and support us by supporting them. So if you want to listen to spoilers, stick around. Otherwise, we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. See you next time. Ciao. And we're back. Um, I've got Spoiler ex time. exclusive scoop from my trip to L.A. Well, it's not a scoop anymore, but um, Steve Austin, best known as Stone Cold on the WWF, will guest star in Chuck episode 305, Chuck versus First Class. He plays Hugo Panzer, a master of close quarters combat, in this episode that also introduces Kristen Kruk's character, Hannah. And uh, I had a chance to see the set that they were shooting in. Uh, they built it specially just for this episode. And it looks really cool, and I can't tell you anything about it. <laughs> oh, so mean. I know. Sheesh. I love his name, though, Hugo Panzer. Yeah. Well, he is a tank. Yeah. And, and actually, he's a really interesting guy, a very um, soft-spoken, I want to say. Uh, he... He he comes across as a really big person in his, in his wrestling, but he's you know he's personable. <laughs> he's very very friendly. Um, so it was interesting to uh, to see him in in real life. Very big though, big and strong. <laughs> yeah, Gray let me see the interview ahead of time, and I was really I was surprised at how very um, soft spoken and, and gentle he seemed, but. I'm sure that's his character is not going to be that. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Casting call for episode 308, Chuck versus the fake name. We've got, see if any of you guys will be um, available for the, any of these. We've got Frankie Gregor, Gregorini. Okay. It's going to be early 30s male. He's a sharpshooter, chameleon, and the worst kind of assassin, a hitman. Needs to be tall, dark-haired, and have a medium build. Chuck and needs to be able to impersonate him and pass as him with people who know Frankie. So we need someone who resembles Chuck very closely. This will be a guest mm. starring role. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mull that one over. Mm. <laughs> I can't even think of anybody, can you? Somebody, well, there is that kid who dressed up as Chuck for Halloween that's been making the rounds on Twitter, but I think he's not going to hit the age requirement there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
then we have a call out for Maddie and Scotty, 40 to 55 male, two thugs who look like they stepped right out of out of Goodfellas, named Maddie and Scotty. Uh, <laughs> okay. They are suspicious when they see Chuck dressed as Frankie, but ultimately they are fooled. Must be menacing and be good with humor. These are also guest starring roles. Thanks to director Jeremiah Chechik, we know that Tony Sirico from The Sopranos will guest star in this episode, possibly as Maddie or Scotty, since he doesn't look like Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and Jeremiah Chechik actually is a great guy. Um, We didn't tape an interview yet, but he's already committed that he's going to do an interactive interview uh, closer to when his um, episodes air. Awesome. He's, uh, he's out on Twitter, if you guys want to follow him. He's Ken Ruff on Twitter, and he's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, he's been submitting photos. We've actually got some photos. Uh, he, the, the Tony Serco news was accompanied by a photo of Tony with writer Ali Adler. Mm-hmm. And so we've got that posted at checktv.net. Cool. So I guess we'll wrap it up. This has been a marathon podcast, our first ever interactive podcast, and it's been a blast. And uh, we will have another one real soon. (laughs) Yes, we will. I was going to say, we should do this again. (laughs) Hey, let's do it. Let's invite more people. I like it. So have a great Chuck week, and don't forget to buy Chuck for your library. See you next time. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.